Hi, and welcome back to another Practicing Alchemy podcast. It's your host, Allie, and today I'm going to be explaining more about how I even came up with the idea of how to be my book and why I decided to write a book, especially a book like this. Um, So those of you who have not seen my book, purchased it, heard about it, basically it's daily motivational poems or ideas to help inspire you, make you think, get you through the day. It started off actually as sticky notes and ended up as a book. And in this episode, I'm going to explain to you how that happened, why that happened. It all starts about four years ago, and those of you who have heard my podcast so far or listened to any of the episodes, you've probably heard me talk about this awful breakup that I went through, blah, blah, blah. I know, it's probably super annoying, and you're like, oh my gosh, this girl can't stop talking about this breakup. But the reason I cannot stop talking about this breakup is because it was the catalyst for my entire life changing in the very best way. And I think a lot of people feel that way after breakups, like really big breakups that like, you know, they got they got themselves together, they decided what they wanted, blah, blah, blah. I'm saying blah, blah, blah a lot today. Anyway, I know that maybe it's, you know, very stereotypical for me to say this or it's very, you know, everyone has this. Yeah, maybe everyone has this moment, but there's a reason you know, we all have this moment because it's a big moment where you find yourself. There's a lot of things I think that can happen in your life that are defining moments that change the course of your life. And this breakup was one of those things. I think this breakup was one of those things, not simply because of the person I was dating, but also the time I was at in my life, um, physically and emotionally, mentally. So, I started dating this girl my senior year in college, and she was two years younger than me in school. So it was my senior year, her sophomore year, which meant I would be graduating and she would still be there. I was playing and going to school in Florida at that time, and my family was in Florida as well. I was at Tampa. They were in Orlando. Well, during the course of my senior year, they decided they were going to move because my dad had been working in California and they were really only staying in Florida for me so that I could get in-state tuition for school. Meanwhile, back to my life, I finished school in May and ended up getting a position on a NWSL reserve team. So I got offered a position to play for the Boston Breakers reserve team, which was a huge deal for me. After school finished in May or June, I moved up to Boston. My parents helped me move to Boston. I lived with a host family, and I started training there, training with the reserve team. Meanwhile, the girl I was dating was back in Florida. She was doing summer classes at the school that we both attended, and she was training with the team still. For any of you that know me or knew the old me, I'm very relationship crazy. You know, I was one of those people who was always like, oh, I miss them so much. I hate being apart from them, Um, which is fine if you're like that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I let that become a defining piece of my life. You know, I let it have too much power. So I was in Boston a couple weeks and my girlfriend at the time and I were fighting a little bit and just missing each other. I blamed it on the missing. I thought we were missing each other and that was the issue. You know, she was messaging me about 
her apartment that she was going to be moving into for the next school year and like what kind of stuff did I want in there because I was going to be spending a lot of time in the apartment so like what color scheme or what theme you know so we were planning ahead for a future that we might have and I just got so sick of being in Boston and away from her that I decided that I wanted to leave. So I only stayed on that team about a month maybe so I lived there a month and then I decided I wanted to come back to Florida. Guys, I have the best parents, even though I think they knew this idea was terrible. They supported me anyway. So my mom flew to Boston, helped me drive my car all the way back down to Florida, and I stayed with my girlfriend and her family for the summer. I was staying with her in the summer. She was going to workouts and taking her classes, and I was just at her apartment. I didn't have anything to do. I didn't have a job, I, you know, my family wasn't around, so I started looking for jobs. The second I got back from Boston, I realized that things were different, you know. I was done. I was done with school. I wasn't going back. I wasn't going to play soccer anymore there, and she was. You know, her her collegiate career was just kind of taking off. She was going to be a junior. She was in her senior re- senior years of playing and at school, so we were truly in different periods of our life, but I did not want to let that affect anything. So I stayed and I tried. We did a summer camp together for the school. So I was doing stuff, she was doing stuff, and it just felt like every day we were pulling further apart. I felt that she was pulling further apart from me. And instead of having conversations about it, like honest conversations, I would bring it up and she would, you know, make me feel kind of crazy. And then she started hanging out with me less. She wanted to hang out with the new girls on her team, which I understood. I was trying to be very understanding and not be overwhelming for her. So I was like, yeah, go make friends, go have fun, whatever. Um, Which obviously looking back now, I'm like, oh gosh, I should have seen this coming. But I thought I was being, you know, the cool girlfriend. I was being understanding, letting her have her own life. Turns out I did a little too much of that. (laughs) I let her have too much of her own life. Uh, so much so that she found herself a new partner. So, um, yep, you probably all guessed this was coming, but she ended up finding someone else on the team that she clicked with. And of course, didn't tell me this, wouldn't let me know this directly and ended up cheating on me with this girl. To this day, she won't admit that. So I guess I shouldn't say she ended up cheating on me. I'll just say it was presumed that she was cheating on me. So this was really hard, Um, not only because of the dishonesty and the disrespect that I felt, but also because I was alone. All my other friends had graduated, my parents didn't live near me anymore, and I had put all of my life into this girl. So I felt super lost. I didn't have soccer, I didn't have my family, I didn't have that support system that I was so used to having. And she just kept pulling away, kept hanging out with other people more, all of her other friends, like coming home later, like giving me attitude about me being around so much, almost like I was just hanging around, waiting on her constantly, which maybe from her perspective, I was, you know, I don't think I was being super fun to be around either. The whole situation was just a nightmare. So after weeks of her avoiding me, giving me the cold shoulder and stuff, I couldn't take it anymore. This is actually when I met my my best friend, Camille, the one who I'm constantly talking about, who you guys probably think I'm madly in love with and you wouldn't be wrong about. I met her during this period as well. So as my girlfriend was pulling away from me, I met Camille and I had an out. 
I told her what was happening and she offered for me to come live with her. So one day my girlfriend came home from training and I said, I can't be here anymore. I think we need some space. I'm going to go live with my friend, Camille. And she said, fine, (laughs) which again, should have been a red flag that she was perfectly okay with this. But I figured, you know, we'll take some space to realize how amazing I am and she'll miss me. Obviously that did not happen, but I was very hopeful as I usually am. So I moved in with Keneal and I spent about a week there and my girlfriend had not reached out to me, had not said anything. Then I spent another week, still nothing. And I realized she did not care. She was happy with this new life she was creating and she was happy without having me around. She just wouldn't admit it. And I think that's the hardest part of all of this. As much as it would have killed me to hear her say that I don't want to be with you anymore, at least I would have been told that and wouldn't have had to make up my own scenarios in my head about why I was not enough, why I was not pretty enough, funny enough, you know, adventurous enough, whatever the reason was, I felt it. So finally, I spoke with my parents who were living in California at this time. They had moved out there and told them the whole story, told them I was miserable, told them I wanted to leave. So being the best parents ever, like truly so supportive, even of all my silly plunders, um, maybe it's blunders, silly blunders. I think that's the word. They bought me a plane ticket. They bought me a plane ticket with all the checked bags included so I could move my entire life to California. And I texted my girlfriend and said, hey, we need to meet up. I want to talk to you. We met up finally. I had to freaking CIA tracker basically and reach out because she was just avoiding me so hard. And I told her, hey, like, I'm moving to California. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm leaving. And I also want to get a professional contract. Like, I'm trying to get a contract so I could be gone, you know, six, seven months before I get back in the States and maybe we could see each other again. You guys, at this time, we are still dating. Like, she's been avoiding me, but we are still together. She's not had the balls to break up with me yet. So, I tell her, you know, I'm doing this. I'm leaving, whatever. And she says, okay, well, I'll be here when you get back. What? What do you mean you'll be here when I get back? So I said, physically, you'll be here when I get back because obviously you'll still be in school. But like, is that what you were saying? Or like emotionally? And she was like, I'll be here when you get back. SMH, you guys, I cannot. What? Why? Why did I think this was okay to be treated like this? Anyway, I love that. I love that she said that. You know, I thought, oh, that's so sweet. She's waiting for me. God, honestly, sometimes my decision making. I had a couple days till I was going to leave. I went back to Keneal's and packed my bags. And the night before I flew out, I flew out the next day at like 6 a.m. The night before I flew out, I wanted to see her. I desperately wanted to see her and say goodbye because I didn't know when I would see her again. And again, we were still dating. Like, we were still a couple. So, at about, I don't know, 1 a.m., she still had not answered any of my texts that I had sent her or phone calls. So, Keneal, my crazy, beautiful Keneal, let me use her car. I drove the 30 minutes to her apartment, knocked on her door, Her roommate answered, not even her, let me in, knocked on her bedroom door, and she was, like, fake sleeping. Except she wasn't fake sleeping because her friend was there. Her friend was there and was like, oh, hi. So she's dang awake. Her friend was there. She had pretended that she was sleeping. That's why she didn't answer her phone, except we were all just awkwardly standing there then. And I was like, 
okay, yeah, like, I'm gonna leave. This is super weird. She was like, no, no. So her friend left, and then we sat there and, like, awkwardly stared at each other, and I was like, okay, well, like, I came to say goodbye because, you know, I'm leaving, and she was like, oh, okay, and I'm like, you know what? Finally, finally, she found her backbone. I said, you know what? I'm leaving. This was a mistake. I shouldn't have come, and she was like, oh, let me walk you out, and I said, no, seriously, you don't need to walk me out. I'm leaving, and I'm done, and I left, and of course, she walked me out, walked me to the door, so we get to the door, and I say bye, give her a hug, and this girl has the audacity to start sobbing in my arms. Mind you, I have seen her cry about three times in our entire relationship, and she is sobbing, like holding me, crying, say she's gonna miss me, she loves me. What on earth? Like, is there any other way to spell toxic? So, I'm like, okay, um, I love you too, uh, just so baffled and I leave and I drive to Keneal's. She drops me off at the airport the next day and the whole plane ride, I'm just like, what the heck is going on? And this girl didn't want a piece of me for the last however many months. And then she says all these things, like it's just insanity. So I get to California. I start my life here, living with my parents, trying to look for a job and stuff. And we're still dating. She still has not broken up with me. Over the course of the next month, two months, we're like not even talking. We talk like once a week, maybe, if that, and it's like a text message. I think I have a random FaceTime with her like a month in, and she's like talking about how fun it is at school with her friends and stuff. I'm like, what the actual F is going on? Like, what am I a part of right now? I have no idea. And I could not let it go. This whole time, this is just like this, I realize now that I've kind of gotten sort of off topic, but not off topic. I'm coming back to it now. The real point here is that I started writing during this whole time. I was just journaling how I felt, you know, the thoughts that came into my brain. I put them down. It was a dark poetry, if you would. You know, I would text Keneal every day. We would talk about how I felt. And she told me I should just start a blog. Like I should start a blog about how I'm feeling, all this kind of stuff. And I thought about it and I was like, okay, we'll see. Back to the girlfriend thing. So we're still dating this whole time. I left Florida in about August, and around October, finally, over text message, she decides that we're in different places in our life right now, and I think we should break up. God, thank you. Like, thank you for finally giving this woman the balls to break up with me, because I was not going to do it. So, thank God she broke up with me. And then commences the entire breakdown of my life. (laughs) So this was everything. This was the last piece of the puzzle that was me breaking apart. You know, I didn't have soccer anymore. I finished college soccer. I had moved entire state. So I had literally no friends. And now my girlfriend who I was desperately trying to hold on to had broken up with me. This was it. This was everything. I lost it. I stopped eating. I couldn't do anything. It was just an awful time. Truly awful. My parents were super worried about me, of course. Maybe a month or two later, my mom suggested that I go to therapy. I see a therapist, which was like horrifying. I couldn't imagine paying someone to listen to me cry. Like, what a nightmare. For them, not even for me, for them. Gosh. But I did it. You know, she pushed me into it, which I'm so glad she did because I wouldn't have done it on my own. And I started going to therapy and it was brilliant. It was beautiful. 
about a month later after going to therapy, I realized I was still, I wasn't going to be able to do this on my own still. So then I got on antidepressants. So I was on antidepressants, going to therapy. And then I think about um, March. Yeah, I think around March, I had a really great session with her. We talked about the whole girlfriend thing because she knew my issues, everything that I had been through. So we spoke about what I would say if I could see her one last time and get my closure, like what I would be able to say to her, like, I forgive you for, you know, cheating on me, for ruining my life, for (laughs) like, what would I say that would give me the most closure for how I was feeling? And I couldn't come up with anything. I had no idea. So she suggested, how about I forgive you for not wanting to be with me? I forgive you for not wanting to be with me. Like, what a powerful statement. That just, it changed everything for me because I am so in touch with my feelings and live my life in such an emotional way that when people get upset with how I feel, I get personally offended because I didn't choose to feel this way. I just do feel this way. And all feelings are valid and meant to be felt. So how could I get mad at her for waking up one day and feeling like she didn't want to be with me anymore? I had to accept that because I would want someone to accept that if it was me. And that was the phrase that set me free from all of this. I realized I had to make peace with it. And I, and I do forgive her for not wanting to be with me. And I also know that I am still incredible. I am beautiful. I am smart. I am very cool. <laughs> and those were not deciding factors. You know, she just wasn't feeling it. And it is what it is. After that session, I think actually starting before that session, I started writing little sticky notes. Um, There were daily sticky note reminders to myself of positive and encouraging words and actions that I wanted to start living. I started sticking them to my bathroom door, on the back of my bathroom door. I would try to do them daily, a couple a week at least, and I started going to therapy and adding more to them, more ideas that she would give me, more things that popped into my head. And this is when I finally created my blog as well. Keneal kept pushing me to create a blog, like write my ideas down. What was I learning? What was I experiencing? And I did it. And I got such incredible feedback from family, friends, from old teammates of just like loving to hear the vulnerability of my words and the truth in my words. And then I realized that maybe my voice was something that other people could benefit from. So I kept doing the sticky note things. I kept doing the blogs. And now four years later, I decided I wanted to do something with them. I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but I was in Hungary earlier this year playing soccer and the virus canceled our season. So I came home and my now girlfriend, Stacy, God bless, love you, sweetie. She had to go back to Australia and I had to come back here. So I came home. I had nothing to do because I was planning on playing soccer for this whole year and that was done. I didn't have a job, couldn't do anything because we were in quarantine, and a friend suggested to me that I should write a book. You know, I had always wanted to write one. Now I had all this time on my hands, and I had plenty of material, my sticky notes, and so I decided, you know what, I'm going to do it. My friend had published, I think, nine or maybe 11 books of her own, so she gave me a little insight on how she did it, what programs she used, so I decided I was going to do it, and I did, as you guys saw on my website, and as I've been talking about, I created How to Be, my very own original book full of poems, encouragement, words of love, and inspiration, I hope. Basically, 
everything in the book is meant to simplify this life. You know, there are so many tricky and confusing aspects that go into stuff and we can really overcomplicate things by thinking too hard about them or making a bigger deal than needs to be made. When in reality, we can sit here and try and find explanations and make sense of all these things, or we can simplify them. We can decide that it's really a lot easier than we're making it. And that was my aim with this book and my brand, Practicing Alchemy. I wanted to alchemize these big ideas, these scary thoughts into simple stuff, love, hope, human connection, curiosity. Let's make life a lot easier than we are right now. We're making it really hard for ourselves and others when instead we can just show up and do our best. For those of you who have not purchased my book, that is a-okay. I just hope that you find your own ways to alchemize this life that we have and the struggles that you're facing they might not actually be struggles. They might be opportunities for growth. And that's what I'm trying to discover as well. So this whole path that I'm on, creating Practicing Alchemy, writing my book, creating the stickers, and hopefully soon apparel and some other stuff, it's all just about simplifying life into a few words, into a few ideas, and figuring it out on the way. As I mentioned on my blog, on my website, like I am not an expert. I truly am not. But every day, I learn a little something more, and that helps me to alchemize this life that I have. That is the origin story of how to be and the fated breakup, which I'm sure I will allude to a million more times in my podcast, because like I said, it was the catalyst for a huge change in my life, and it got me to where I am today, and I freaking love where I am today, you guys. I love it. I love the people around me. I love my ideas. I love where I want to go. I think it's awesome. And I have my ex-girlfriend to thank for that. So if you're listening, God bless. You were the worst and also the best. So thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or have any suggestions for topics or maybe think I talk too fast or whatever, send me an email at practicingalchemy at gmail.com. I've put that in the bio to this podcast episode so you can find that there. I actually have sold out all of my books right now. So if you're wanting to get another book, they're sold out, but I'm getting more in stock. So send me an email if you want a book and I will put your name down on the list of people that are waiting for the next shipment to come in and I will let you know when they come in and you can purchase that on my website, practicingalchemy.com. Yeah, that's all I have today. Again, comments or suggestions, send me an email or you can jump on my Instagram at Practicing Alchemy. I just, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys supporting this podcast, reading my stuff, everything. I am so thankful for you guys helping me discover my dreams, you know? This is awesome. All right. Have a great day. I love you. God bless.